Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Melissa Hyak, sitting in for Clarissa Montero. Now, since COVID-19 spread across the world last year, social enterprises have had to brave all kinds of challenges in order to keep going. Extra funding during such tumultuous times will provide a much-needed boost, but even more important are business survival skills. Well, today we're joined on the line by an award winner uh, among social enterprises who has both Daniel Teo, founder of Malaysian social enterprise Native, and one of the partners behind the award, the Singapore International Foundation's Gerald Chan, Division Director of Programs. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Melissa. Thank, thank you. you for having me on your show. No, at all. Thank you. Thank you, Gerald. Thank you. Now, Great to be here. Thank you. I'm going to start with Gerald first. Um, I'd like to find out first uh, a bit more about the Made for Good Award itself. Now, it is open to uh, alumni members of the SIF's uh, Young Social Entrepreneurs, or YSE program, which has been running since 2010. Um, what prompted the decision to organize this award and during COVID-19? Yeah, thanks, uh, Melissa. Um, the SIF Deutsche Bank Made for Good Award was especially created to commemorate uh, the Singapore International Foundation's 30th anniversary this year, actually celebrating uh, three decades of making friends for a better world. Uh, in fact, for the past 30 years, uh, the SIF has connected world communities uh, to enable Singaporeans and world communities to come together you know, to collaborate and effect positive change through programs like the Young Social Entrepreneurs Global Program, or we call it YSE Global. Yeah. So this uh, signature program is an annual eight-month program that aims to inspire, to equip, and en- enable youths from around the globe you know, to start or scale up their social enterprises in Singapore and also beyond. So our YSE Global actually has grown over the past 12 years and now boasts an international alumni network of more than uh, 1,300 change makers mm. you know, representing you, 42 nationalities. You also have YSE Regional, right? That's right, ah. yes. So, um, so apart from the signature program, uh, which is uh, you know, based in Singapore, our YSE Regional uh, program uh, was uh, held in the various cities in uh, Asia. You know, so this is a smaller scale kind of workshop where we uh, scale up, you know, the participants in the respective countries and cities, uh, you know, for this program as well. Mm. I'm curious, yeah. you said this for this award was organised especially for your 30th anniversary. So does that mean we have to wait another 30 years for the next award? <laughs> or are you planning to make this a regular affair? Uh, well, uh, we actually, this time round, we partner with Deutsche Bank, you know, for this special award. So they have been a very important partner of the YSE Global Program since uh, 2017. Uh, they have made significant contributions uh, in various ways. Right? So uh, they have contributed to the funds awarded to the YSE winners, uh, which we hold every year, you know, the YSE Global Program. So we have uh, a prize money uh, for the winners uh, at the end of the program. And this is the annual uh, program that we, we organize. You know, so Deutsche Bank also you know, sent representatives you know, to be part of the judging panel as well for the final pitching every year. 
you know, so our partnership has gone back, you know, quite a number of years and we have been very good partners. And in fact, we also have been discussing, you know, what other uh, collaboration we could do beyond this uh, Made for Good Award. Right? So definitely we look forward to, to partnering, uh, you know, with uh, Deutsche Bank or any partners uh, for future awards uh, besides the annual uh, uh, YSE Global uh, prize money that we have in store. So in short, akan datang lah. Not sure yet. The Made for Good Award, whether it's going to be a regular affair, right? Yeah, more good news to come, for sure. <laughs> okay, we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. Okay, yes. let's hear from yeah. Daniel, actually. Award winner, right? Congratulations. You uh, you were the winner for the YSE, uh, was it regional? Uh, Made for Good Award? Um, the Made for Good Award? Yes, um, This yes. time round, yes. yes but previously, yes. we were uh, a winner for the YSE Global Competition back in 2019. Oh, wow. Double congratulations. Yes. A bit belated, but double congratulations, <laughs> right? So, in fact, Daniel was uh, one of the six winners in 2019. Ah. Yeah. That's oh, right. <laughs> okay, so a repeat winner. So, what, what, what uh, maybe actually tell us first, uh, what does Native do? Sure. Um, thank you for the opportunity, by the way, to be in Singapore virtually. Oh, pleasure. Radio. So what Native does is we work with the Orang Asi, or better known as the Indigenous people here in Malaysia, to build businesses together with them. And we do this with the idea of creating meaningful livelihoods for them to gain an income, while also giving them the opportunity to share their culture with the world. And our specialty is really in tourism, um, where we create and curate nature-based tours where people can come and visit and really enjoy nature as it's meant to be. So give Give us an example of what you did before COVID hit. Sure. Um, so before COVID hit, we used to do a lot of hiking trails that were led by the Orang Asi. And they weren't just your conventional run-of-the-mill hiking trails. This would take you to um, mountains or hills that you've never heard of, where you would be led on like a, should we say, almost like story-narrated journey by the Orang Asi people, where you would learn about the history of the place and also be shown certain um, artifacts or any other curiosities along the trail from an indigenous perspective. So that's one of the things that we did amongst others. Mm, that's intriguing. Um, what were the sort of challenges you faced um, these two years during COVID? Because obviously there was, uh, there were different versions of the MCO, you know, taking place in Malaysia, right? Um, like in, you know, I suppose in every other country, uh, there were also a lot of restrictions to movements. So, how did you overcome the challenges of these things? Mm, that's that's a great question, Melissa. So, definitely being in the tourism industry, we we were hit really hard when the pandemic first arrived. We pretty much lost all our bookings for the year in 2020. Um, and at first, we, like many other businesses, we thought that this would pass in a matter of two, three months. It became very obvious that it would not. And when that time came, we also revisited um, the drawing board together with our partner community. And I, I feel like they were the ones who really led us through it as well in a way, where because we already had existing relationships with them and we knew that they had other products to sell, so there was this one particular community who sold um, the notorious durian and they had it in huge quantities growing in the forest and no way to bring it to market. So together with them, we built a durian brand called Bijibumi Durian and we foray into that which saw us through um, the year in 2020 and contributed a lot to our sustainability in 2021 as well. Wow. Do you do online delivery? Sorry, it's just durian. <laughs> How do you resist that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, what, what, what's interesting is that uh, we've been, a lot of Singaporeans have reached out to us, in fact, but we unfortunately can't serve you just yet, but we hope to within uh, next year or the year after. Okay. Latest. Mm. Okay, also yep. coming soon, right? And I'm sure with uh, the help, I, I suppose, with uh, some help from SIF as well, uh, the funding, uh, the prize money. 
uh, that could be helpful, and publicity support uh, from the ISF. Uh, what plans do you have for these benefits uh, that are part of your award uh, prize, I suppose? Um, definitely. So I think um, the Made for Good Award and even the prize support from SIS, and now with Deutsche Bank in the picture as well, we can continue to dream the dreams that we have for a um, better life for the indigenous people. And I think over the pandemic, we learned a lot about the importance of investing in local capacity. So now we're focusing a lot on programs to teach the indigenous people more entrepreneurial skills, how to get involved with social media. And we're also investing a lot in digitalization, where we would be taking on more of, you can imagine we're trying to now build the Airbnb for indigenous experiences here in Malaysia, and hopefully the rest of the world as well when we grow. And I think with SIS supporting us, we might get there. Mm, sooner than later. Yeah, and you still have yeah. the skills that you, you learn from the programs, right? The YSE programs um, that are, I think, continue to mature and develop within you. Um, I, I like to actually know, and I won't get you to answer that question because people might think that, you know, you're like bragging or what, right? But I'll ask Daryl, you know, how natives uh, stood out from the rest of the, you know, uh, people who took part? Because I understand there was like, there were more than 1,300 alumni changemakers of 42 nationalities who applied. Mm. Yes, uh, in fact, uh, we received a lot of, uh, you know, strong applicants, you know, for this award. And, uh, you know, but uh, when we assess them, you know, in detail, uh, I mean, Native uh, stood out for us, you know, in terms of how they have diversified their offerings in the last two years, while continuing to empower and support the community they are working with. You know, so we're very proud of the work uh, that Daniel and the team and his team has, uh, has been doing so far. You know, despite the pandemic and all the challenges that they are facing. Okay, so maybe we can yeah. we can try and tap Daniel's uh, you know brain a bit you know on on what tip he might give to other social enterprises you know who are struggling during this period. Mm, wow, this is a big question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would say definitely. You know, when you talk about diversifying your offerings, I feel that there's always an underlying issue you're trying to solve. For us, for example, it was always about empowering Indigenous people. And I feel the most important thing is to not constrain yourself to your existing business model, where I used to be very hard up about, no, we will only do tourism. But we realized that there's actually so much that we can do if we were just to open our minds to the possibility of it. Mm, and not be so literal about how you define what your business is, right? Because I suppose to a certain extent, um, by selling durians, does it? Would you? Did you? Did you ever think like, okay, hang on, this kind of goes against my brand, so therefore I can't do it, or I shouldn't do it? Uh, uh, yeah. So actually, we did it in 2020 under the brand of Native itself, and I would, and we felt that yeah, it, it is a bit uncohesive, right? And hence, why we spun out a separate brand. And I feel like. Because of how the internet is today, it, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's a lot simpler these days to spawn new subsidiaries for your own enterprise. And for these unusual tours that, that your native organizers, you know, you can have a free plug here now. Uh, you know, how, how do people um, get a hold of, how do people make the bookings, uh, get in touch? Because I, I'm, I'm thinking that by next year, um, there's, it's very likely that that travel would soon, you know, would resume and, and the numbers might pick up, hopefully, uh, back to pre-COVID levels again. So I, I think there are a lot of people who are really, really itching to, to do something, to get out. So how do we contact Definitely. Native? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, thanks, thanks for the plug. Um, <laughs> so you can find us on social media, particularly Instagram, where we're most active, at Discover Native. 
or you can visit our website, which is discovernative.org. Okay, no .my, right? So it's discovernative.org. Yes, that's correct. Okay, yeah, because I th- when, when I first uh, started looking into who you guys are, I just typed in Native Malaysia, and of course you get a whole lot of, you know, <laughs> different sort of uh, 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 websites coming up because of the common terms. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yes. Okay, um, Gerald, the SIF just celebrated its 30th anniversary on 1st August. Can you tell us what we can look forward to in the next 30 years? Um, well, thanks, uh, Melissa, for the question. Uh, in fact, you know, since uh, 1991, right, the SIF has brought uh, Singaporeans and uh, world communities together to uplift lives and uh, effect positive change. So to do this, actually, um, SIF runs a suite of diverse programs connecting Singaporeans and world communities. So the programs, we aim to actually build enduring friendships to enrich lives uh, and effect positive change. You know, through our shared ideas, our skills, and also experiences. You know, so we really want to thank you know, our, our uh, volunteers from Singapore. There are like, uh, more than 5,500 of them uh, throughout these years. And also we've been partnering with uh, more than 700 global institutions across 28 countries. You know, and we've made you know, f- over 45,000 friends you know, of Singapore uh, over these years as well, in terms of collaborating with us in you know, our various projects uh, and, and programs. Right? So basically for us, um, as we look forward right, uh, beyond uh, 30 years, and uh, for us, you know, uh, we are undeterred you know, by these current travel restrictions you know, in the past two years, and uh, we are actually harnessing the power of digital technology you know, to continue our work you know, in the international collaboration and development space. And I'm happy actually to share with you that, you know, right now over 90% of all our programs uh, involving international collaboration have gone online. So we've learned a lot, you know, over the last two years, uh, you know, through all these uh, challenges. So going forward, uh, actually, for SIF, we will continue to be responsive you know, to the needs of our stakeholders and the communities we work with. So definitely we are, you know, uh, prepared, you know, and going to adapt and harness technology and innovation. So one area, of course, in tackling the challenges of the digital edge, you know, uh, while continuing to do meaningful work in bringing people together to collaborate, you know, to enrich lives and also to effect positive change. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Gerald. I mean, thank you, yeah. thanks to the SIF also for flying the Singapore flag very high, right? And before I go, just one last word to Daniel. Please bring mm-hmm. your durians online <laughs> oh, <laughs> and across the causeway. Yeah, thank you both for your time and all the best for the rest of 2021 and have a great start to 2022. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. Thank you. Take care, Daniel. Thank you. We've been speaking with Gerald Chan, Division <laughs> Director of Programme, Singapore International Foundation. Uh, and SIF Deutsche Bank Made for Good Award winner Daniel Teo, founder of the Malaysia-based Native. I'm Melissa Kia for The Soul of Business. You are with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.